Hello, welcome back to the RLS podcast episode 74 and I'm remembering to make sure my audio is on this time. Did three sound checks just before I actually started just to make sure that things were playing. Um, and today's episode is is a little bit, it's a weird one because I actually felt a bit cringe. Like I feel cringe record, recording it because I, I generally just have this little bit of imposter syndrome where I'm like, nobody fucking gives a fuck about you, Ryan. Nobody cares who you are or what you do but I got recommended to do it um off of the guy that coaches well, he he did it and he said it went down really well um just down to the fact that like I know a lot of people will probably listen to the podcast and they're probably trying to get like a maybe a gist as to like oh is this guy actually like is he actually all right is he actually like a genuine person and like do I actually want to work with him do I actually want him to be my coach because like some people, you like some people like you, some people don't, and you kind of got to be all right with that. And some people might listen to this and think this boy's a fucking cock. Um, other people might listen to it and think I actually can relate to a few of this, a few of the things this guy says. Um, so I put a thing up on my Instagram to see if I would get any questions. There's a fucking fly in my face. Um, to see if I would get any questions, and I got quite a few to be fair. Um, just some of them are like completely random. Some people actually had a little bit of a dig at me, which is fine. Um, and because I offered like an anonymous box so people could actually say anonymous things. And when you offer an anonymous one, some people like to slag you because they will not say it to your face. Um, but I actually, I kind of like a lot of the questions, they're, they're not actually that bad. They're like genuinely like, I actually don't mind answering that. Um, I'll answer any question. Like I said, I was going to make this as candid as possible. Like I'm going to be pretty genuine and pretty honest with everything because I think it's very easy like on podcasts and social media. And, like everyone does it. Everyone has a filter to protect themselves. Everyone has a filter. Like I'm not going to put myself out there um, too much just in case I get judged. But um, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to be able to like filter out people like that actually are probably not going to like me and they're going to not really understand. Like oh, they maybe just don't think I'm, just not their cup of tea. Um, I think you should think that's one little tiny message to start off with. Like, I think in your life, like in society nowadays, like everyone kind of wants to fit in and everyone wants to kind of be accepted and everyone wants to be liked. But I think you, like, if that is the case, then you're just another fucking little thing molding into this, like molding into like the world, which is now like st step out of your comfort zone a little bit, step out of the, out of the norms and do things that people won't necessarily kind of like, like, I actually see last season on the football park, three people slagged me for my TikToks and my Instagram. And I was like, that's cool. People are watching it. People are actually like taking notice. Um, so yeah, you kind of want to polarize a few people because you'll attract the right people towards you and you'll keep the, the wrong people away from you. So um, maybe I'm about to polarize myself in this story. But um, the first one kind of was like just a little bit of a background into who I am. Like I'm just going to go through this rapidly because I think if anyone is really as kind of listened to anything that I've said before, like I'll probably have told a little bit about my background story as to why I got into this job and why I do what I do. Because the first question is actually, why do you do what you do? So this kind of ties in quite nicely to a little bit of a background story. So um, I have always really played football for as long as I can remember. Um, always really liked sports, uh, but was like pretty overweight as a kid. Like I was looking back at a photo of me the other day um, from like P7 and I was like, I was just, I was just quite chunky. Like I was heavy as fuck. Like I didn't necessarily ever consider myself as like, I wasn't obese at any point, but I was so, I was a chunky wee guy. Um, and that was kind of what started my, like, um, just having kind of like a monkey on my back, essentially, like a literal fucking monkey on my back. 
Um, and I always was like self-conscious about that. I was always worried about that. I was always worried about how my clothes fit. And this is like growing up in like the early 2000s. Like I'm 26 now. Um, and like there wasn't really that societal pressure as to like having to look a certain way, but I was always so insecure about it. And like you get fucking little bastard kids that called you fat and called you this and that. And like, I wasn't like, I was never like a popular kid, but I was like, it wasn't, like I, but I tried to fit in. Like I always tried to like mold to the to the environment as much as I could, so I would avoid the slagging, and so I would avoid people taking the piss out of me. Um, and that shaped a lot of like who I was as I grew up. Um, yeah, kind of growing up, just that kind of affected me quite a bit. Um, struggled with confidence, struggled with putting myself out there. Was anyone from school would describe me as being shy, like being really shy. Um, and never really kind of put myself out there. I would very seldom like go up and like speak to a girl first or something like that in a nightclub. Like I, that still kind of held me back until I was at least 18, 19, um, until kind of got on a football pitch. And then that's kind of where you begin to like open yourself up to the world um, and actually have a little bit more confidence about yourself. Um, I'm just trying to think of where do you go with this timeline? Because you could skip out so many things. Like went to college and did sports coaching, Eventually went to uni and did strength and conditioning um, did that for one year and then went, fuck this, can't be arsed with it. And moved to Australia for a year, never taught anyone how to swim in my life, went out to do swimming coaching and lifeguarding. That was like one of the best years of my life. It was unbelievable, but um, quite, yeah, was maybe doing some things that weren't in line with my, my health. I think I probably would have been dead if I'd struggling out there. I'm, I'm, exaggerating but there was a couple of occasions where you'd think fucking hell you're an absolute idiot um one occasion where like i fell asleep well no i got on the wrong train when i was absolutely steaming and ended up 50 kilometers away from where i started lying on a beach falling asleep with the tide coming in um so as you can imagine that would not be advisable um most weekends um but yeah i had an unbelievable time and i, I do need to go back at some point like see a few people and just generally just go back to the area. It's always going to be underwhelming going back. I know it is um, just because that was a different time in my life. But from there, came back, didn't have a fucking scooby what I wanted to do. It was borderline. I don't want to say depressed, but I was fucking not in a good spot for a good year and a bit. Um, and didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. Did several different jobs. Did uh, worked at a removal company. Started my PT qualification, my level three. I think I got that ticked off when I came back. Or did I get that before I left? I think I got that when I came back. Um, got that. That was pretty easy. Oh, I, say, I, I say it's pretty easy. I mean, the level three is it's pretty low barrier to entry. It's pretty easy for anyone to get. Got that. Then finished my strength and conditioning degree. Was still working away, different things, removal company, a couple of different jobs. I think working a few sports centers. Um, and then COVID hit. Um, was still in a bit of a bad way during COVID, finished uni, luckily due to the fact there was like COVID exams, um, which basically just gave me all the answers anyway. So it was lucky I got a 2-1 when I finished that. Um, and then started my online business and then a couple of different things have happened since then. Um, started my online business, worked at Amazon for a bit, um, met LA, got engaged, got our mortgage, this business has been built up to where it is just now. And yeah, my life could not look fucking any different, any more different than it did three years ago. Um, like start of COVID to now, like if you told me that I would have been living my life the way that I'm living it now, I would have told you to shut the fuck up. 
I honestly thought I would have been living in fucking Thailand and I would have had like hair down my shoulders and I would have been fucking taking mushrooms or something like that. That's a bit obscure. That might have not happened. It's probably a little bit unlikely, but um, that is kind of where I just foreseen my life like somewhere else. I, I'd foreseen it just being on the other side of the world, but who would have guessed that it would have worked out and we would have been living in Forfar um, on, on top of the pub that I used to fucking spend every single weekend on. Um, but yeah, it's it's worked out pretty good and, and life is good. Life is pretty good. There's always, there's always shit going on, but life is pretty good. Um, so that's kind of the background story. I mean, you could obviously go into different details. I mean, I played football throughout that whole process, minus seven months of my life when I did triathlon. Um, so yeah, now do online coaching. Um, as you as you know, probably do a bit of PT on the side of that. Um, and yeah, sit in this office, staring at this dartboard and laptop majority of the week. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm en- I'm enjoying life just now. I think that's one of the main things. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the story so far. Um, and why do I do what I do? That's it's kind of like you could trace everything back to the very start there. Why I do what I do is because genuinely, like I've got a lot of personal trainers like say this, like I'm into I was into the gym from a very early age because I was not happy with my body and because I was insecure as fuck. Um, and I trial and errored so much shit, like literally from the age of 13 up to probably the age of, I would actually say 23, I still did not have a Scooby. I was trial and error, trial and erroring everything. Didn't accept any help until I was literally like 23. Um, then I got a coach and then everything just went skyrocketed. I just got better at everything, um, understood the whole process better, built my business up. Um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to help like people. Initially, the idea was like, I want to help people that don't understand this themselves and like they're spinning the wheels like they're trying to lose fat trying to get in shape trying to perform better at football and they just don't fucking know what they're doing and they're like they're wasting so much time whereby they could stream streamline the whole process and achieve much better things if they actually just had someone to cut the bullshit out and actually help them get there hold them accountable um and really just yeah generally just make this make the process more streamlined because i think time like Time costs, and if you've been wasting four or five years of your life and you've never really got the results that you want, think about how much time and energy you've wasted doing that. Like, can you not just go and streamline the process by hiring someone? And that's kind of what I wish I'd had. And I mean, I could have had that if I'd found the right person and if they'd been chucked in my face and go, this is the person that needs to help you. And um, But I just, I was too kind of proud of myself and I was too like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I've been going to the gym for 10 years now. Like, I know what to do. Um, when in reality... I fucking knew very little. I think I've learned more in the past two or three years than I have in my fucking whole life. Um, yeah, just wanted to help people that were in my same position. Um, so on to the other questions. So there's a few kind of obscure ones and there's a few like random ones that I got. Like um, you can, I'm not going to tell you which ones I got anonymous. I'm just going to let you guess. Um, this one was framed with strange grammar. So if you, if you did ask this question, like whatever, fair enough. It was like, how do you play juniors East Craigie? Now, I'm not sure what that's meant to mean. I'm not sure if this is one of my mates taking the piss out of me. Um, or maybe they watched me fucking play against Dunfield on the first game of the season. You probably validly asked the question, how do you play juniors East Craigie? It's like, there's not even a comma. It's just like, how do you play juniors East Craigie? Um, I don't know how you would answer that question. I've played juniors since I was 18 um, with varying levels of success. Like, I suppose you don't, you don't play and 
start pretty much for every team in those leagues if you're not like half decent. Fuck, I'm I'm not the most brilliant footballer in the world. I'm not going to pretend I am, but I can play. I can play centre and half to a decent level. Um, played for four for under twenties. Played for four for West End. Played for Ardwell Vex. Played at a decent level in Australia and played for four for United. Got signed for East Craigie this season. Um, so make of that what you will. Um, I'm not going to pretend I'm the best footballer in the world because I'm a fuck, but um, make up for it in effort. Um, make up for it in in headering footballs. Um, probably fucking can header a ball brilliant, but like passing touch is always something that I need to work on. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm never going to play for fucking Barcelona. Um, I'm never going to be one of these like amazing ball playing centre halves, but I'm probably at my level, um, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not aspiring necessarily to go and play. Um, for fucking Celtic anymore. Um, maybe it was when I was like fifteen, but probably that that I may have just crossed that bridge already. A chance may have passed, but um, if fucking Brendan wants to give me a phone, then I'll happily come and fucking clean the boots. Um, another one that was again, you can be as well telling you it's anonymous. Someone says, "How do you afford so many trips away?" I don't actually think I'm away that much. I go away three three times a year abroad, um, and I will use. A very good example as to how I'm able to afford this, and it's fucking nothing to do with money. Obviously, it's something to do with money. Like you don't just fucking, you don't just go. Oh, by the way, can I come on this plane and go on that holiday? If you can convince the pilot to let you on, like you need to pay money to that airline. But Paul the Tim, who fucking goes to every single Celtic game there ever is, like he literally does not miss a Celtic game. I asked the question, how does Paul the Tim afford to go to every single Celtic game? It's because he just pushes his resources into that. Like, that's his thing that he does. He buys Celtic tops. He works in Asda. And people don't know who Paul the Tim is. He's like this fucking Celtic fan who religiously follows them everywhere. He will probably go to every single game because that's what he spends all his money on. I don't spend all my money on holidays, but I push a lot of my resources into that um, because I don't drink every weekend, because I don't spend that much money on clothes, because I don't, like, just buy random shit. Um, I save a lot of money up to go away on trips away because um, that's what I really like doing. That's one of like my, it's one of the things that keeps the fire burning in my, in my belly. Like it helps, helps me get through difficult weeks when I know I've got something to look forward to in a couple of months. Um, and yeah, just, I generally just love seeing other parts of the world, love experiencing different cultures and things like that. Um, my holidays are a bit different now than they used to have. Can, excuse me. Pardon me. Um, I used to go on holiday to just get bevied for a week, but now I just actually like going seeing different things. It's it's fun. Um, it's growing up. Um, another one. Um, actually, you know what I've done? I've listed these. The ones that were anonymous are at the start, and the ones that so you're gonna tell, you're gonna be able to tell. How the fuck do you do so much? Again, not really sure what that means, but I'll take that in the way that I perceive it. How do you do so much? I think what you mean is like. And the second question may have been from the same person. But it was like, you're fucking everywhere with a laughing face. I take that as a compliment. Um, and when you say you're fucking everywhere, I think you mean like social media. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. Like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I am trying to be front and center of your mind constantly. Like, I want people to be taken on board the things that I'm saying. Um, it's obviously like a marketing strategy, like to be front and center, to post every day, to be constantly on my story um if i'm not on social media anymore then i'm missing out on it like i always make this kind of argument like if you're struggling for business and you're not posting on social media then what are you doing like what are you actually doing like unless you've got you don't need the clients and you don't need their like you don't actually need people to know that you've got 
availability or you don't know you don't need people to know that you've got a program because your word of mouth referrals are so good which would be amazing like that's and if your business runs like that that's incredible um but i just think getting yourself out there and just building a bigger um getting more people to know you is going to be a much better thing like it's actually got to the point now where like I play every every week i play a different football team obviously like that's not how football works and i know like I know four to five people on every single one of the teams because of friends of friends or because of speaking to them on Instagram. And like, sometimes that's a blessing and a curse. Like if you know too many people, you kind of you can never go anywhere without actually having a conversation. But um, I like it that way. Like before I'm used to just, as I said, used to be the biggest introvert ever. Um, but now I'm like 10 times better at actually just like interacting with people as much as it still does drain me a little bit. Like I get very much drained by social interaction, too much of it. Um and yeah, I am. Hopefully, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm. I'm glad that you're glad that you've noticed that. Um, that is one of the things that I was aiming for. Um, the next one is public speaking. And um, someone just said, like, how did you work on your public speaking? Um, doing this, to be honest. Like, I know I'm literally in an empty room right now, speaking to myself on a laptop. So I'm technically not speaking to anyone, but I could also be speaking to 200 people. Um, let's not pretend 200 people are going to listen to this episode, but that would be cool. Um. Like there's been plenty of people that have listened to my podcast and um, <clears throat> that's not what I was talking about. Public speaking, yeah. So like just repetition with public speaking. Um, so me speaking about these different topics through this podcast really does help me um, just get messages across in a more rational kind of way. Like there's a, a certain amount of pressure attached to this, like not where not anywhere near as much as there would be if I was like public speaking in an actual in-person event. Like obviously that's much harder. But through this repetition, I can kind of work on the way that I can put across points. I can work on, um, like just putting myself out there. Like I never, I've not edited one of my podcasts ever. I've started some of them over, um, because I've completely just like started shouting at the at the screen. But, um, I've never edited one of these podcasts. So you like you get the whole kind of um, unfiltered version of me where I say the wrong thing and I like this is this is kind of where I come to make my mistakes, um, and. Instagram stories, like just literally putting myself out there. So fuck if someone's going to judge you for the way that you speak. Or I'm sure very often people share my stories or share my posts and go, look at what this fucking twat's saying again. Or I fucking hate this. But I just know people are doing that. But I'm okay with that. Um, Because that's kind of just my practice for public speaking. Like I say the wrong thing all the time. Like I will record a reel sometimes or I'll put a story up and I'll be like, what, what were you even getting out there? Like what, what did that even mean? Um, but the more that I do that, the better I get at public speaking. And I'm absolutely shocked myself with my first live event um, where it, like, I got a lot of good feedback. And I personally just thought, like, you know, when you kind of know something's went quite well, I was just like, fuck, you actually spoke quite well there. So repetition, putting yourself out there, be prepared to get embarrassed. It does not matter. Um, I remember doing my first Instagram story, walking walking around. Like, I just used to go on walks during, during lockdown and just like record stories about random shit to do with fitness. Um, and <clears throat> that was my first attempt at public speaking. I used to like, I couldn't look at the camera or anything. Like I always used to be like, like I just look like an idiot. Um, next one is favorite food, favorite restaurant, favorite drink. Um, oh, fuck, this is really hard. Cause like, um, favorite food, like as, as like a, as a whole, um, it's hard. Like, you could could it be that? Is it like food category? Is it an actual meal? I'm gonna I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say because I've got cheat meal as well. I've got someone's asked me that later on. Um, or like death row meal. 
So favorite food, let's just do it as like a a larger kind of category of food. I'm gonna say like I don't know, I just fucking love a burger. I love a burger. Um favorite restaurant. Um again, if we're thinking like ch- like a chain, well not a chain restaurant, but one that I go to pretty regularly. Um oh my god, this is fucking more difficult. I could pick like a, sp- a specific restaurant in the world that I've been to that was like oh, I was the favorite my favorite restaurant I've ever been to, but if we're thinking like local, I'm gonna say Pizano. Well, Pizano Pizza is not local, but I just want to go back there again. I've, I literally only have been once and I loved it. Um, favorite drink, um, coffee. I suppose you could say coffee as a drink. Um, I'm actually busy for a coffee right now. Someone asked me best own goal. Cheers, Douglas. This was this was this was a good one. Uh, luckily, I can't visually show you it because it's a podcast. But I've scored a couple of belters in my time. Um, I don't know. I can't say I've scored loads of touchwood, touchwood playing a game of football tonight. Don't fucking jinx it. I always fucking jinx it. Um, oh my god, it's going to happen, though, isn't it? No, don't say that. Then. Um, best own goal. There's two of them actually. One is luckily not on video, but the other one is on video. So there was one like it was the second last game, or the well, it was technically the second last game of the league season down in Bathgate, um, and we needed to win the game uh, to get automatic promotion. Um, someone took a shot and it was one of those, it wasn't even like, it was so unlucky. One of them, like it wasn't even bad. It was just unlucky. Someone took a shot and it like basically rolled up my, like went to kind of block the shot, tried to slide into it and it rolled up my shin and then looped right over the top of the goalkeeper, which then took us to um, a playoff. So we played a two-legged playoff against Newton Grange Star after that, um, which we ended up winning um, overall. Had two very good games to be fair in that, in that playoff. So, Every silver lining, but the second one, which is on video, which my mate Max very kindly shares every single year for my birthday, um, was against Bonnie Rig Rose. Like it was the following season, the very first season, and that was in the Super League, which um was a very like challenging league. Bonnie Rig were fucking outstanding. Probably a lot of similar players that play for them just now. And it was just one of these ones that comes across the box, and like I've went to clear it with my left foot, but I've sliced it and it's went right in. Um, so that was pretty awful i think if you go on to oh, why am i even doing this if you go on to youtube and you go far for west end versus bonnie rig rose um it's like 2017 um then you'll see it i think it was the third goal or something it was a very nice one um morning routine um so i was just literally just made a post about this like a post that i'm about to post tonight now i can kind of go off on a little tangent here so like morning routine can sometimes be a little bit like I don't know, like there's heaps of shit about this on Instagram, like check out my morning routine. This is the morning routine that you should do. You should fast, you should do yoga, you should go to the gym, you should do this, you should go jump in cold water, you should fucking pick your nose, you should, whatever it is. There's heaps of different shit, but let's be honest, not everyone's morning routine is going to work work the same. If you've got a kid that gets up at half five, morning routine's fucking out the window. If you've got a, like kids are the big one. If you've got a job where you need to leave the house at six, morning routine goes out the window because you're going to need as much sleep as you can. And that's kind of where I'm at just now. Like, I don't have much of a morning routine because of the fact, like, I will wake up, I will go in the shower, I will get changed, I will leave the house, I will go to my first PT session, and that's four days of the week. Um, I don't, I have a drink of water within that, but I don't do anything really until then I get back at about nine. I'll then have my breakfast and a coffee. Um, one of the main points there is like I don't have my coffee first thing. You may have heard me speak about that before, like um, how adenosine affects your 
how effect how caffeine affects adenosine which is like the natural kind of process of you waking up you need to well, you don't need to but you it's better to allow that to happen and have your first coffee around about 90 minutes after you wake up i would recommend doing that I've noticed a massive difference in, in energy and how hard the coffee then hits when you have it later it just it just gives you more of that buzz um so the thing the second thing that i kind of like to make a point with with this is like it's not necessarily morning routine. It's about how you can best use your morning. And I talked about this in the post that I just made. It's about front-loading and anxiety costs. So front-loading your day with the most difficult tasks can be one of the best things that you can ever do for your levels of worry, levels of stress, levels of anxiety, and your energy moving into the day. So what I be- well, not what I believe in, what, what is true is that, like, say, for example, you get up, at half seven when you know you could have got up at half six and there was no really any reason for you to sleep in any later than that other than fancy an extra hour in bed you could have used that extra hour to do whatever that may be you may have been able to go to the gym you may be may have been able to do a thing that fucking just you've not been able to do lately blah 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 whatever it may be whatever task you think has been like a challenging task that you've not been doing or you could think about this in relation to like the first hour at work or the first couple of hours at work oh, there's that shit job that I need to do. I'm going to just leave that until later in the afternoon. I truly believe that if there's a thing that's worrying you or there's a thing that you're like, oh God, can't be arsed doing that. Or there's a thing that's like, I should really get that done. But what you do is you hold it off until later in the day. There's an anxiety cost to that. And that's what anxiety cost is. There's a cost to the amount that you think about that and the amount that you worry about that. Fuck, I've got to go to the gym. Fuck, I've got to do that job. And you'll have been there before where you're like, Oh, I keep thinking about that. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, fuck. Like, there's always that slight bit of worry. Like, I do it as well. Like, even when I'm sat at home and I know I've got like three or four hours in the afternoon where I can basically choose to go to the gym, I for no reason worry about going to the gym. I'm like, oh, God, I need to go to the gym this afternoon. Fuck. But see, once I've done it first thing in the morning, then I don't have to worry about that. There is a stress alleviated from my body because I know that I've got extra time later on in the evening to then go and chill and to fill the gaps with any other things that I need to do because I've got it done early doors. Um, I truly believe that that's one of the best things that you can do to relieve stress is get, I mean, again, use any example that you want, your run, your gym, hard jobs at work, um, prepping your food in the morning. Don't leave it until later on in the day. If you can, and it's logistically possible, get it done first thing in the morning and then feel that stress just lift off of you. Like feel the stress of your body go, fuck, I don't have to worry about that later on. I've got that done. And what that also does is you get that little bit of kind of, you know, that smugness, that little bit of, fuck, I've been to the gym early in the morning, got a bit of energy going, feel pretty pumped up, going into work with a little bit of a buzz and knowing that you get to go home at night and and relax a little bit more because you've not then got to go from work to the gym. Because what will happen is, one second, Ellie, so I'm just going to ram in the store. Why should I run through that? Um, what will then happen is you'll... I completely lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> fuck, one second. I'll, I'll get it back. Um, what will then happen is you... Fuck, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. My brain is completely mush. Come on. What was it? What was I saying? Someone's gonna be someone's shouting at the podcast right now, telling me exactly what I was meant to be saying. Oh, come on! I actually can't remember. I actually can't remember. Yeah, generally you're just gonna have like more energy throughout the day because you went to the gym. I honestly just went brain dead there. Um, so morning routine is very much based on who you are, 
what you do, how much time you've got. Um, and you need to remember that your sleep needs to be on point as well if you really want a morning routine to work. Like your sleep has to be pretty good. Um, so what are we on to next? Sorry, I'm just texting Ellie, telling her, telling her I'm on a podcast. Um, che- yeah, cheat meal um, or death row meal. Now, as we know, I'm like a little bit of a, I'm like the police, police of cheat meals. I don't like to call it a cheat meal just because like, again, guilt, blah, blah, blah. You've heard me speak about this before. Like, I just, I don't like to call it a cheat meal. I just like to call it like, it's just a meal. Um, mine's just, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I mean, if I could probably like take one meal from my life, it would be the meal that I had in Sorrento just like last month. Um, it was just like a, a lamb ragu with, what was the dessert? Oh, fuck, the dessert can't have been that good. Um, the dessert can't have been that good if I can't remember it. I think that the main the main part of that was literally like the main, it was just like a pasta with like a slow cooked lamb on top of it. It was honestly outrageous. Like it was, it was the best meal that I've ever had, I think. Um, so that would be my death row meal. I'd probably have a, I'd probably have a beer as well at that point, probably have a pint or something. Pint of pounds would do the job. Um, next one is long term business goals. Um, I've not really thought about this too much because I'm kind of happy with how things are going. Like, like what I'm doing just now, like I enjoy doing it. It's, it makes me happy. It keeps me kind of fulfilled on a weekly basis. Like I enjoy my work. So like right now in my life, nothing really needs to change, but I was to have a vision for like a longer term, like longer term in in business, like the next 10 years, something I would really like to do. And I don't know if this is just like an impulse or it's like something that I would actually want to do. Like I would love to have like a small facility one where like only my clients like strictly can use like somewhere in Forfar and um, which also had like a what I would describe as like a recovery pod so there's a, a gym I went to in Belfast which is like two industrial units they've got like a upstairs and downstairs gym um which is like it's, it's really cool like the gym setup is good it's got like a class setup upstairs and then it's got a gym set up downstairs, like something around about that size. I know you obviously can't visualize it because you've probably never been. Well, you've good chance you've never been to a gym in the hills in Belfast. Um, and then what they've got next door is got like a recovery pod. So they've got like three or four saunas, like infrared saunas. Um, and then they've got three or four ice baths with like changing room facilities. And then they've got like a physio room at the back um, where you can get like treatment from their from their physio um so like you've got like all the gym facility and all the recovery facility and I just think that would be like an amazing place for like footballers not just footballers but like anyone to go um but like I could just imagine my clientele like absolutely loving that facility um and it being really popular and like I would I like to think that there would be some sort of like process where you could sign up with me for online coaching and you could get that as part of the deal um but there would then also be like if, I don't know, would I open it to the public? I don't know. That's kind of what I want to do. I want to have something like that in the future. But like, oh God, if you were to price that up right now, I'm pretty fucking convinced you'd be like north of a hundred grand for that that whole thing. Um, unfortunately, I don't have that in, in the bank. I'd love to have that in the bank, and I'd love to be able to um afford something like that. But that's maybe going to be a longer term goal, um, maybe in the next ten years, um, which is scary because I'll be fucking give it ten years, I'll be thirty six, which is scary. Um, I don't know if anyone fancies giving me a, a no interest loan. Um, actually, no, I don't need a loan. Um, I definitely don't want to be paying back any loans at this moment in time. But like, I don't know. I don't even know how you would go through that process. I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. If I'm being honest, 
Um, so that's an idea for the future, but I'd love to facilitate something like that eventually. Um, a nice state-of-the-art kind of really good equipment gem with a recovery pod with cold water therapy kind of tubs and saunas. I just I think that would just be a great a great place to hang out. And then imagine, imagine, I'm saying imagine, imagine I won the lottery. Imagine there was then like a little cafe attached to it or something that like sold like protein shakes, smoothies, um, coffees and things like that. That would be that would be the dream. Um, but probably not that unrealistic if I keep my head down and keep working. Um also I imagine there's a lot of challenges that come with that as well. It's not just as simple as open your gym and everything's like great i'm sure they're challenges well, i know there are challenges that come with that um so that was one of them the second one would probably be to just continue doing like my public speaking my events so right well, in the summer my event was about 35 people there two guest speakers and it went like it went just better than i could have ever imagined the next one is in november november the 26th which is now a sunday um, I've got one guest speaker lined up and I'm looking to get another one in at the rugby club in Forfar. Hopefully looking to fill that room with around about 50 people. And um, got a couple of different other things in the pipeline for the year after as well. Do another summer one, um, which will be even bigger and better. And just continue to build them and make them bigger and just have more impact and really try to make like a dent and just the way that people think in Forfar and the surrounding areas. Like just the more I can share the things that I'm, talking about on a daily basis the more people will kind of hopefully like pick these things up like don't get me wrong like not everyone has to think as i think i don't think that that's i don't think that i fucking have a superior view on life to anyone like that's not the way that i think but i just think like if more people can tap into this like ugh, i don't know this kind of fitness self-development lifestyle like don't get me wrong that's not for everyone it really isn't like some people don't want to live their life that way and i'm not trying to get people to but i think if more people can take little aspects of this and make up their own mind then they will live a happier more fulfilled fitter life like how do you live a fitter life they will feel fitter and they'll feel generally better in themselves um because i believe that anyone that does go through this process does end up coming out in a more positive place um and that's not just because it's me it's just generally anyone that does anything like this that kind of opens the mind opens their eyes to a lot of different things that they could be doing with their life that they're currently not because as we know there's massive kind of like drinking drug culture in the town and like there's a means to an end with that like wh when does that stop like when do you tone that down a little bit and actually start beginning to focus on yourself rather than just like kicking the arse out of it every weekend Um, you need to go through that I think a lot of people need to go through that process though like I very much went through that and it was fun what the fuck a podcast just started automatically on my phone that was a bit weird um how do you make your reels? Um, CapCut. I don't know if you've used CapCut before, but I will use CapCut for pretty much every single one. Um, it's pretty easy to use. You just need to faff about with it, faff about with it for a bit. Um, and it's pretty time consuming. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you will spend. I personally spend probably about forty five minutes to an hour making every reel, which you sometimes think, why was why did I even do that? Was that even worth it? Um, favorite holiday destination um, would definitely be Italy so far. Um, that was amazing. Um, I think I spoke about this in one of my other podcasts, but I went from, flew into Florence, got the train down to Naples, went from Naples to Sorrento on the ferry, 
the ferry from Sorrento to Positano and then Positano back to Naples and then flew back to London slash Edinburgh. Um, most amazing trip ever. Um, would strongly recommend going to see those places. Um, and last one was like, how do you deal with nerves at football? Um, it's probably a good question for football mindset. So if you go on to Spotify and you type in football football mindset or you go into Instagram and type in football mindset, that's John Johnston. Um, I did a podcast with him actually, so you could you can see that and listen to what he has to say about that sort of topic. But um, nerves at football, it's a difficult one because like there's been times like even like two weeks ago where I was like, didn't, I was trying to tell myself I wasn't nervous and I wasn't like feeling a little bit jittery, but I actually probably was and probably that affected my game. And I, I thought I had everything in place to make that not happen. But I think you need to go through like a little bit of a tick box lesson when it comes to nerves at football. So are the nerves... Like, do they surround, like, a, is it a big match? Is it just generally you get nervous after, before every single game? Is it actually, like, a skill-related thing? So is it, like, I'm nervous because I keep letting myself down with this particular skill? Um, so it's like, oh, every time I get the ball on my left foot, I fuck it up, so I'm nervous to have the ball on my left foot. Well, that problem could be fixed by you getting better with your left foot and more confident with your left foot therefore when it comes onto your left foot technically you're going to be better so like you need to probably decipher between the fact is like is it actually like is it a mental thing or is it actually a technical thing like is it a technical thing that's continually letting you down hence you're nervous to get in that position again um if it's not that and if it's like you know no, i know my technical ability is good and i know i can do that thing but i'm not doing that thing then it could be a, a slightly different kind of, it could be a mind thing. It could be a, a mental thing. So a couple of the things that I've tried before, so like to bring yourself down, I don't think anyone, I don't think many people really do this, but say, for example, you feel your heart racing, you feel your hands shaking and you feel like things are, you're just, you're too high. Like you're, you're too fight or flight. Just some breathing can help. Like some, just some deep breaths. Um, I'm not saying that's an overnight fix. I'm not saying that's just like, well, that's going to fix the thing instantly, but I will do that before a game anyway, just to bring myself down a little bit because you can get very, very hyped up for a game of football and very, very kind of fucking like, like on edge. Um, so like if you can take yourself down from that position, then that's probably going to be useful, especially for things like your first touch and especially for things like, um like passing and things like that like if you're not like if you're not a little bit lower then you might make mistakes with those sort of things but at the same point there are certain occasions in the game where you want to be like g'd up you want to be high you want to be like absolutely flying like into tackles but you need to understand that that's sometimes not useful um other things you could possibly do like if you're kind of having like any sort of like doubts about your ability maybe uh, john actually said something about this was like it sounds a bit vain as well but like having videos on your phone um or highlights of any of your games where you've done like good stuff like so it's very much it's easier to have highlights on your phone nowadays from like view um footage and like just general footage from games and photos and things like that like if you can build up a little like folder in your phone of different things that you've done well and you can kind of it's almost like, you know how people talk about visualization, like visualizing like things that you've done well in the game. Like, okay, I did that well. This is how I header well. This is how I pass well. This is how I defend well. Actually physically having evidence of you doing that can be really useful. And like scrolling through it before a game and going, right, okay, I defended well there. I passed the ball well there. I finished that one well there. And watching them back can be something that's really, really helpful. Um, 
after I kind of had a little bit of a shit game like two weeks ago, a little bit of a shit game, a really shit game two weeks ago, I did that. And I mean, <laughs> you can't put it down to one thing, but um, I felt better going into the game on the Wednesday. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to continue to do that. Like, I mean, fuck, I struggled to find find a few videos, but I've got plenty of videos of me fucking headering the ball or passing the ball well or like making a good tackle and just kind of watch that back and you go, you know what? I'm a good player. Like sometimes you kind of doubt your own ability and that's what makes you nervous. You're like, fuck, am I actually good enough for this? Oh, fuck, am I actually going to be out of my depth here? But if you can actually kind of remind yourself you are good enough to be at that level and you are good enough to play in that position, in that team, against that team, um, in that league, then sometimes that can be like the, the boost that you need, like a little bit of self-belief and in your ability can be the, one of the main things that you could that you could possibly do. Um, but I think, do I have any more questions? I think that's probably them all. Like it was, they were quite random, some of the questions. There wasn't necessarily like what I was expecting. Um, but yeah, who is Ryan Sturren? Did that even answer the question? Um, hopefully you took something away from that. There was maybe one or two little bits in there that you were like, oh, actually, I could take something away from that. Um, but if not, that's cool. If you enjoyed the podcast or you enjoyed the last podcast, I just want to remind people, if you're listening to this one, last week's podcast went up with no audio. Um, so if you missed that one, it's fitness with fuck all time, go back and you can listen to it now. It's 44 minutes. Um, and it basically just talks about how you can kind of get fitness done with very, very little time. Um, so yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, drop me a message. If there's anything within that that you can relate to, drop me a message um, and I'd be happy to just have a little blather. Um, just message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm easy. Um, but yeah, guys, hope you enjoy the rest of your week.